Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s. Is this the first one that we've done in a while without a guest? Yeah, just or? me and you. Yeah, because... Uh, we did our mini-sode last time. Yeah, and we I had a guest last time, Josh Whitehead, from On the Front Porch with us, and we reviewed Sky High, which... Which I'm actually kind of sad I missed, because I like that movie. Oh, man, it was a trip. It was definitely a trip down a cringe memory lane, because I wrote <laughs> extensive fan fiction for that movie when I was a teenager. Which so. is, like, such... A weird movie for someone to write extensive fan fiction about. Yeah, self-insert fan fiction, because I had a huge crush on War and Peace. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Such a bad name. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Well, I'm excited to be back in the saddle with my good old co-host. Me! Kate! (laughs) Your friend! Of several years! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for me, so. But yeah, so I thought I would just come back with you and just throw a movie at you and not make you take make a choice. Okay. Mostly because I thought of this movie about 30 minutes ago, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> we got to do this one. This movie that suddenly, like, threw back into my brain after having not having seen it in almost a decade. It's fate. So when I saw this movie, um, I've only seen it once, but I remember feeling, like, very enamored with it for some reason. I watched it when I was home with the flu one day. It was on, like, the on-demand channel, you know? Mm-hmm. When when you have cable because your parents are paying for it and you just get to, like, <laughs> go through all the movies on, like, Stars Network or something. <laughs> so it is a little movie called Debs. Debs. D period E period B period S period. Hmm. It is a Charlie's Angels kind of parody about girls who go to a, basically a... Uh, like a spy school, uh-huh. and apparently you're recruited to the spy school by when you take the SAT, there's like a secret aptitude test for if you'd be a good spy or not. <laughs> See, when I heard Debs, I thought it was, there's like a clothing store called Debs. Yeah, <laughs> when I was looking up this movie, I had I typed in Debs, and it was like, did you mean this clothing store? And I was like, no, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> this movie has everything. It has Spy School, it has lesbians, it has Devon Aoki, it has Kid Rock's younger sister. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's incredible. That's fantastic. I looked her up because this movie was a short film and they remade it as a full-length movie and she was the only one who reprised her role. (laughs) And when I clicked on her name, I was like, related to Kid Rock, brother. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This is fantastic. I've never heard of this movie before. Well... It's a movie that I've seen before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty much sold. It feels like it literally has everything. <laughs> like I don't think you could ask for much more in a movie. <laughs> no, it's truly ridiculous. Oh, and it's got Holland Taylor. <laughs> oh, who's that? She's um um an actress who when I watched a clip of this movie before I started this podcast, I thought was Maggie Smith and I got excited. <laughs> Oh, I think I recognize her. She was a... She's dating Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lesbians. Cool. That is so cool. Just like this movie. Was it made as like an LGBT film or... Yeah. That's awesome. Did it get released in theaters? Do we know? I think it it like went to um, film festivals Mm -hmm. and like very limited release because its box office was less than $100,000. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was released in 45 theaters, and over 21 g- days, it, go- it grows to $97,000. So is it a good movie or a bad movie? I mean, I don't really remember it, but it has bad ratings, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. I cannot wait for this. Well, that was easy, and, I, and for once, I don't feel like this is a a huge weight on my shoulders to watch it. I'm just like, I got to know what happens. Oh, man. Yeah. It's got a whole bunch of like actresses who I feel like were poised to be really big in the 2000s, but then didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's got Jordana Brewster and Megan Good and Devin Aoki, Ooh. who I feel were like three girls in 2004 who were like going to make it and then like suddenly did not. Hmm. Devin is related to Steve Aoki, mm-hmm. the DJ. Yeah, I've yeah, actually yeah. been to one of his performances. Ooh, Devin Aoki is also in a movie I like called Dead or Alive, which is based on a video game, and it's really bad. <laughs> is that like the booby like yeah. uh, volleyball yeah. game? Yeah. Well, no, it's a fighting game that they spun off into a booby volleyball game. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I think we need to delve into her film career. That could be a whole set of movies all in itself. Forever. Just this is now the Devin Aoki podcast until we get through all. It looks like she's been in about 12 movies. Nope, one one's in a mo- music video. That's a music video. Um, that's also a music video. So it turns out she has not been in that many movies, but she's been in a lot of music. Oh, videos. she was in Too Fast, Too Furious. I saw that one. Boom, that's it. Let's get let's get to it. All right, I'm excited. We'll see you guys later. Hey there. My name is Renee Powers, and I host the Wild Cozy Truth Podcast, a space for women to own our stories, find strength in vulnerability, and stand naked in truth. Each episode, I share a personal essay and then interview an ordinary woman about her extraordinary stories, from faith and politics to the messiness of motherhood and more. Become a Wild Woman Truth Teller by subscribing to Wild Cozy Truth on iTunes or Google Play, or learn more at wildcozytruth.com. Okay, we're back. We both just watched the movie Debs. I really like this movie because it was just over the top and ridiculous. And the premise, you, it delivered on everything you promised me. So yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, usually. <laughs> so let's do a really quick plot rundown. So this is going to be like very bare bones because so, most of this movie is just like cute, fluffy f- filler nonsense. Which is fine, but it's not plot. So there is a school for girls learning how to be spies called like Debs Academy or something like that. You get into the school by taking the SAT, which secretly measures if you'd be a good spy or not, which makes sense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I knew I didn't like the SAT for a reason. I didn't take the SAT. I took the ACT. So Me too. I I, I took the PSAT and I was like, I'm never taking the real thing. I didn't have to take (laughs) either of those because in Oklahoma, you don't have to take the SAT. So, um, oh, wow. So there is a girl at the school who's gotten a perfect score on the spy portion of the SAT. And she's like kind of like doesn't know if she wants to be a spy blah 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 you know that bullshit so she's the best of the best and she's a the golden girl of the academy and she's part of like squad one which is the best deb squad which is kind of weird because only two of the girls on the best squad seem like they're any good at being spies (laughs) yeah there's the four main characters and i'm just gonna like describe them in very broad uh tropes there's miss perfect and then there's like her best friend who's like an angry black girl and then there is like 
Kid Rock's little sister, yeah, who is, like, really sweet and only cares about, like, not messing up her sweater, and she's kind of dumb, but she really believes in the mission. And then there's Dominique, who is a French slut. It's the only way to put it. That's her character. That's not us making a judgment call. I'm not disparaging French people or sluts. I love both of those things, but that's her entire <laughs> character, is a slutty French girl who smokes cigarettes all the time and speaks in a really bad French accent. They are on a stakeout mission because this, like, really good criminal named Lucy Diamond is resurfaced in the U.S., and they're on a stakeout mission to, you know, watch her, and turns out she's not even at, like, a meeting for, like, any criminal thing. She's on a blind date with an assassin. (laughs) Uh, It's just stupid. And, of course, the main girl just broke up with her boyfriend because he's boring, and he like wants his bracelet back and so he tries to take it from her while they're like above the dinner on the stakeout and of course he drops it because duh and it drops into the soup and everyone starts shooting each other it's stupid (laughs) also very high ceilings in that restaurant yeah and i'm just surprised like nobody looked up like until someone dropped something like nobody like looked around to see how cool the restaurant was or yeah i think if i went into a place with that high of ceilings i would look up yeah. <laughs> and it's just like four like girls in Catholic school uniforms like on swings. It's weird. Oh yeah. It's a really weird setup. So they'll chase after her. Amy splits up with the rest and like goes and finds her and they point guns at each other and flirt and Lucy gets away. It's glorious. <sighs> it's dumb. And of course, <laughs> no one's ever fought Lucy and lived to tell the tale, allegedly. So she's like a crazy hero now within the organization but of course lucy keeps tracking her down to go on dates with her and (laughs) blah blah blah. they fall in love it's cute there's not a lot of plot here jill ritchie who's kid rock's little sister is part of it because she gets kidnapped too on accident and it's a mess (laughs) (laughs) and she like connects with scud who is lucy's like main henchman who's been the one setting her up on blind dates it's a dumb movie it's really dumb (laughs) at one point lucy kidnaps amy her name is amy um i don't think i've mentioned that and she stays with her for a week but of course there's like a manhunt because they think she's in danger but they find them in bed together because you know that's how these things work out and there's this amazing line where uh Helen Taylor. Miss Petrie. Yeah, Miss, who's like kind of like the lead of the school. She turns to Amy after Amy gets dragged back home by the devs and goes, are you kidding me? We conduct a nationwide manhunt for you and you're boning the suspect? It's bad. It's, <laughs> it, no one said this movie was good. but I loved it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not good, though. You just, just because you like it doesn't mean it's actually good. It's not uh, yeah. a good movie. Well... Blah, blah, blah. Lucy's like, I don't want to be a criminal if I can't be with her. So she starts giving away all the giving back all the money she stole and like anonymously donating all the paintings she stole from the Louvre back to the Louvre. And dun, 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 dun. They decide to keep it hush hush why Amy actually got kidnapped. So they decide to make her like Deb of the year. And she gives a speech at this, like, end-of-year party, which is, like, kind of weird that this, like, spy academy has, like, a co-ed dance with Homeland Security. (laughs) Which they call Endgame? Yeah, whatever. Like, so... She's giving the speech about how she's courageous and Lucy's terrible. And then she sees Lucy up in the balcony and she's like, actually, I'm in love with her. The end. And the movie ends, basically. And they, they run away to Barcelona so she can go to art school. It's a glorious movie. 
I loved, I really love this movie, though I will say it was a little too long. Which is weird because it's only 90 minutes long, so I think you're, like, I don't know, it's just very thin on plot. Yeah, I think that's why it feels so long, because, I mean, that's probably the shortest plot summary we've ever given, because 90% of this movie is just, like, adorable little flirting and stuff, which is fine, it's cute, but it just makes the movie feel very, very long. Yeah, there's a lot of cute flirting scenes between, um... Janet, who's Kid Rock's little sister, and um, yeah, and the henchman, and <laughs> Lucy and Amy, and that's basically the entire movie. It's just them like having cutesy fun times. At one point, you know, what I don't understand though. Huh. At one point, you know, Lucy, when she first takes um, Janet and Amy into that like secret underground lair, why they didn't immediately just like rat out where that was <laughs> yeah well because i think when they first get back amy's like you know walking back with janet and janet says i'm gonna tell everybody that you're like in love with lucy diamond and she's like you can't do that because i'll tell the everybody about this one time you almost killed another spy or things like that like killed the prime minister of holland or something like that. yeah it's like because she's trying to get her stripes so which i guess um, is how you graduate from the academy yeah so like she's kind of blackmailed into not giving it up and like to be honest she's not a great spy like the very first thing she says in the morning like when someone wakes her up is goes have you seen my gun oh my gosh yeah have you seen my gun it's like in the laundry bin it's like in the laundry in like a pocket of one of her like pairs of jeans and she's like where did i put it and i'm like what what the fuck it really reminded me of like totally spies Oh, yeah, that was a good, I liked that show. Yeah, a a lot of the setup and a lot of, like, the technology and stuff like that. But there's no, like, in Totally Spies, there's, like, ridiculous, you know, spy gadgets. There aren't really gadgets in this movie. It's like They just have guns. Yeah, it's, like, traditional. And, like, those weird, and, like, just them being above the the ground and, like, swings. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They've got two things they use. And and I think also they have, like, a, a standard listening in device. That's about it. Yeah. And, of course, holograms, because what spy movie doesn't have holograms? And I think, like, teleportation devices. Yes, yes. It's holographic projections. It's it's unclear as to how those people are here, because when the higher-ups come to, like, scold the Debs, they are able to, like, appear and reappear or whatever. So it's not clear if they're being teleported or if there's, like, an image being projected. It's... You can't think about the movie too much, but that's not, this movie doesn't want you to think about it. It's not trying to be a serious movie, no. which is a relief because there are a lot of movies we've watched that have had massive gaping plot holes and just hope you don't think about it. But this one, it's just trying to be a feel-good, ridiculous... It's just like, whatever. Yeah. It's just like, just feel... Just, yeah. just watch the movie. It's fine. I really liked it because, you know, it's a it's got a lesbian, like, relationship in it, and, you know, nothing tragic happens here. It's just a cutesy, like, ridiculous movie. We can pick apart the plot, sure, but I guess hundreds of terrible spy movies have been made with straight couples, and they get away with it all the time. I feel like this is, like, yeah. a paragon of cinema. I love it. I will defend this movie to my dying breath. You're welcome. <laughs> I just can't believe I'd never heard of it before. It's fantastic. I I think if people, people all the time are looking for representation in movies, and I think this is kind of got a lot of what they want. It was a good, yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Um, This is actually only the second time I've seen this movie. I just kind of remembered it through like a haze of me watching it with a fever once when I was much younger. <laughs> Here's the thing. Even like as a younger person, I remember thinking this movie isn't very good. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I like coming back to it because it's fun. It is very fun. You're, you're right. Like, I mean, you can enjoy a movie and know it's not, like, a good movie. Yeah. But, but like I said, it's not trying to be a good movie. It's no. just trying to be a fun movie. 
And I mean, that's why it wasn't like released nationally in theaters, just in like the film circuit, because it's just supposed to be kind of like a, you know, kind of ridiculous lesbian chick flick. It's cute. I like in like our spy flick, you know, kind of a chick flick, kind of a spy flick. Yeah. I don't really know what you'd uh, categorize it as. One thing I really like about this is that um, so it's like kind of a parody of Charlie's Angels, right? Mm -hmm. And then the director of this movie like got to direct the reboot in 2011 that they made the the TV show that did not go anywhere. (laughs) But I'm like, how good do you think Angela Robinson felt about herself when they were like, yeah, sure. You know, just you can do Charlie's Angels. Yeah. (laughs) I was looking at her filmography and of course she did the L word, which was from what I understand, pretty popular. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. But other movie that she d- directed around this time was Herbie Fully Loaded. <laughs> so. <laughs> also starring yeah. another gay icon, Lindsay Lohan. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. I realized when I was looking at the cast that Sarah Foster, who plays Amy, she's one of the actresses who was accused of biting Beyonce a couple weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. It ended up not being her. It's, it was the other one. It was Sana Lathan or whatever her name was. But um, <laughs> she had to go on like Instagram and be like, I didn't bite Beyonce. I swear to God, I didn't bite Beyonce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A lot of people in this movie, I think I've kind of mentioned it earlier, a lot of people in this movie kind of... It felt like they were going to be really big back in, like, 2004, and then nothing happened. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a scene where they're talking in the hallway, and all of a sudden, alarms start going off, and a girl starts screaming about, Code 99! Because, uh... Yeah. Lucy is robbing a bank nearby, and I looked it up, and that's um, Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that was one of her first wow. movies. Wow! <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and she's just screaming. <laughs> wow, I can I can I can see that now. Yeah, there was like a really there's like two really random parts where someone just screams about Lucy Diamonds because okay, so in this movie, Lucy Diamond is painted to be like a brutal assassin like killer who will go to any lengths. Who if you fight her you won't survive. Yeah. And, and it's like supposed to be a really big deal. But it turns out that every spy or agent who's been sent after her, they all died of natural causes. Or, like, she wasn't even there. Like, (laughs) a bunch of people died in Antarctica, but she was, like, in Reykjavik at the same time, and they just died of, like, hypothermia or something. Yeah. Uh, Some died of Ebola. Yeah, I was about to say, in, like, (laughs) Ecuador or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, everyone's just dying coincidentally around her and being, like, saying that was her, but... And you look at her, and she's just, like, a 22-year-old and, like ill-fitting jeans <laughs> it's cute because amy like her character is writing a thesis on lucy diamond and like her gender studies class or something like that which also again not supposed to think about this movie but like they have thesis like they have majors like these people are having to do grades and spy stuff well that's like a lot of, on one person's plate it is a college so yeah not only is it a college it's a college that everybody knows about like it's there they don't make it any any point to be secret about it these four girls the main girls they all stay in one house and there's like a secret force field around them but lucy gets through it like no problem so of course and my favorite thing is it's a college and they're all wearing catholic schoolgirl outfits (laughs) even when they're going to spy they're still wearing their catholic schoolgirl outfits and running around in heels and i'm like the only one who has any brains right now is max and she's the angry black girl because she's wearing combat (laughs) boots some of the girls in the school wear like normal like knee-length skirts but no the main girls they wear mini skirts and of course devin aoki's character's gotta wear like ultra mini skirt like just covering the butt and like crop tops with like with like 
like the shirt's tied at the belly button and yeah she always has a cigarette in her mouth and her character was really neglected in this movie she had no development throughout the entire movie all the other characters had like some you know max it was clear that she felt insecure around amy because amy gets promoted just because she survives an encounter with lucy and she's like you know amy you don't even want to be here like but you get to just float on by whereas i have to work really hard and you know janet has to face the fact sometimes she's not so brave but like she's doing her best and she really believes in being a deb yeah and then there's like this french slut (laughs) also what wait why is she french (laughs) i don't know (laughs) why is she french why would she be at a why would she be an american spy as a french woman that's a good question because it's not it's not clear this is a it doesn't say it's an international school it's not. It's you take it by by taking the SAT. Why? <laughs> why? You know all those French people taking the SAT. Like I'm a I'm a big fan of of this character because she's so terrible. <laughs> I love at the end when she's leaving with uh, when Amy's leaving with Lucy and she hugs Dominique and Dominique goes, "I never really liked you, but I'm sad to see you go." <laughs> <laughs> Her character is very consistent throughout this whole movie, but kind of hateful, always yeah. smoking a cigarette. Really good. <laughs> so the SAT, this whole like secret test, is in there. What it does is it measures their ability to lie, cheat, and kill. So could you imagine, like, bombing the math section, but then you're like, hey, at least I scored pretty high in the assassin section. On the murder (laughs) section. Well, I got a low score on my reading comprehension and my science, but I got a really high score on my lying and murdering. (laughs) So it it balances out. Yeah, and it's also incredible that, like, instead of, I don't know, putting the people who managed... So Amy makes a perfect score, which means she's, like, a perfect killer and liar. What if you guessed? Yeah. Turns out... I don't know. I would just be like, oh, I guessed on half of it. (laughs) It just seems like... I mean... You can't think too hard about it. Yeah, but, like, their whole solution to this is just to make them into spies? Like, Okay. Also, my favorite thing is that Deb stands for something. It's like, what is it? It's discipline, energy, beauty, and strength. But like, as a singular, they just call them Deb. There's a Deb. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, that's not how I, that's not how acronyms work. <laughs> and I don't think it's actually like said in the movie that it stands for that, was it? Because I didn't notice. Um, it says it at the beginning, and then it's on. They have a license plate um frame that says discipline, energy, beauty, strength. <laughs> <laughs> which i think oh, is the okay. which is the best way to to show something to an audience is to put it on a license plate <laughs> frame yeah of course i mean like you don't want to hit it over the head with it you also know? no so. one like can make a single shot in this whole movie no one gets hit by oh, a yeah. gu- by a bullet in this movie yeah you're right not a single person which i mean is great because I mean, there's that whole trope about just killing lesbians with like stray bullets so and this movie or, like literally in this movie you can't hit you can't even hit them they no one gets hit with a bullet not a single person no one in a very crowded restaurant running around and screaming gets hit with a bullet while like 8 million people are shooting yeah not even when amy's ex-boyfriend bobby who works with homeland security when he finds out that lucy is breaking into the end game to go con- well he doesn't know why but she's going to con- confess her love well no she he must know why by that yeah. point i mean he's probably figuring it out but 
I love when um, they're like, well, let's just keep it all together because no one except for the Debs knows what happens. But I was like, Bobby's there. And then they turn to Bobby. And he goes, are you going to tell anyone? And he goes, what? No, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But he like later says to her, I was like, that was pretty hot. I was like, OK, Bobby, I hate you. But like he's so gross. Bobby, like in the end game, um, he's like shooting up at the ceiling because Lucy's going through the vents. And you're right. Like she gets like. There's no reason that he should have missed shooting her, yeah. but she just keeps crawling forward. It's fine. Well, at one point she like she always has a handful of di- like a pocket full of diamonds, which I think is like extra a very hilarious thing to be carrying at all times. And she's like tosses it forward in the vent, so he hears the sound. Yeah, and he shoots all of that. It's, it was actually great because like earlier in the movie, like the first time uh, Amy and Lucy meet, once um, Amy like turns to hear the voice of one of the other agents calling her name and then suddenly Lucy disappears. But how do they knew Lucy was there? Lucy just throws a pile of diamonds on the ground. That's her <laughs> calling card. There's diamonds everywhere. Yeah. Like in another part when uh like you mentioned how she gets well, Amy gets quote unquote kidnapped for seven days, which is basically just seven days of having sex with this hot villain. Um she uh sets it up by a whole doing like a bank heist and traps the spies in this little um, bank vault, and Amy goes through a chute and just ends up right next to Lucy. It's like, why is there a chute at the bottom of that bank bank vault? Yeah, it's like, how did she set all this up? Like, Who knows? Because she also gets, like, a lowering ceiling in the bank vault. It's like, is that standard security? Is that standard security? bank security? Should we, be, <laughs> yeah. should we call Bank of America and ask them how their spring-loaded spike ceiling and their vault's doing? <laughs> But um, so once the other girls escape because Lucy decides not to, she says she d- she said she didn't plan on killing them, but you know whatever she is a villain. She lets them go and they um make their way down there after Lucy and Amy have made out and realize that they they need to run off with each other, and Lucy just leaves Amy's tie. And a pile of diamonds. And then if that wasn't clear enough, because, you know, they are spies and they're in college to be spies. But if they're just a little too dumb to connect the dots, she spray paints on the wall. I, I have, have the, the girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because you see, like, Max stare at the diamonds and the tie. And then it goes, oh, no. And it's not until she looks over at the sign. It's like, that, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they, she's kidnapped Amy. Dun, it's dun, like, dun. really? And then, like, oh, but my favorite part about that is then in the background, you see Janet roll her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's Janet, like, like... She's she's <laughs> honestly kind of the MVP of this movie. Yeah, there's, like, one point when um, Amy comes back to school after the first time that she meets Lucy, and she's getting, like, heaped with praise for being the first person to survive an encounter with Lucy. And <laughs> Janet says something like, everybody thinks you're a hero, but really you're just a slut. A gay slut. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, don't be so, don't be so judgmental, Janet. Like, you exchanged emails with an evil henchman, okay? Like, he's like kind of weird looking, honestly. Yeah, he's played by Jimmy Simpson, who's very like one of the McPoyles from. Um, yeah, it's always sunny. If you guys know the reference, he's cute in his own way, but he's definitely. fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. So earlier in the movie, when they ruin her date that there's on the stakeout uh lucy has kind of just turned down this like girl she's on a date with and she's the one who ends up tipping off the debs where where amy is because she's jealous <laughs> and she's like a a russian um assassin slash dance 
dancer wannabe. Yeah. When when they finally when they break into the compound to rescue to like quote unquote rescue Amy, um, all the henchmen are playing bingo, <laughs> and um, Scud's like he wins. He goes, "I'm the bingo god," and he goes, "Oh, breach." <laughs> This movie is is very. Uh, I think the only thing in this entire movie that kind of like wasn't funny was just when. Um, so Lucy's trying to get Amy to come over here, and uh, she's like explaining her plan to um, Jimmy Simpson Scud. Right? Yeah, yes, Scud. She says something to him like, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Deb's en route. Two minutes," and she goes, "Do I look okay?" And he rolls his eyes and goes, "That's uh, that's retarded." And I'm like, "Do we really have to do that?" Like, that was, like, the only thing in the whole movie that I was like, okay. Like, I, but it was the 2000s. So. It was 2004. Yeah. That was before that, you know, the R word campaign and that people didn't know that it was, okay, that, you know, it was a bad thing to say. Literally, like, in a movie that's an hour and a half long, if that's the only thing that you can, like, kind of, like, get a little, like... You're kind of like, oh, I don't like that. That's that's pretty good for a movie in the 2000s, to be honest. And honestly, if he, if he just said, this is so fucking stupid, I would have just agreed with him. <laughs> yeah, like, ex- It's exactly. just word choice. Yeah, it was just word choice. But, like you said, it was a different, like, it was kind of, there wasn't that big push before for like a you know that you don't want to say that kind of thing yeah yeah but um other than that like it's just literally like an hour and a half of feel-good lesbian romantic action comedy everything in this like all we have skipped over a lot of fluff but it was like a hundred percent in line with what people want to read in like fan fictions and stuff it had the ridiculous meet cute where they run into each other and then immediately like you know hold their guns at each other and then have this like kind of awkward conversation where she's like hey i kind of need to arrest you now and lucy's like do you and then disappears it's it's really beautiful because also like lucy uh at when she's like driving off with scud she's like well she doesn't know it yet but their poster child is in love with me or or interested in me it's like it's it's great she's into me yeah. or something like she's like she's into me yeah it's just it's a goofy movie and oh that's a movie we should watch a goofy movie yeah <laughs> it's i love that movie is the, uh, the first goofy movie was that 90s or 2000s i don't care <laughs> that one i don't know i think it was 90s yeah, it's 1995 i'm fine with it yeah no anyway but um 95 that's a lot that's older than yeah. I thought it was but yeah anyway I don't know it was just it's a goofy movie and it's fun and there's not a lot to think about because it doesn't give you a lot to think yeah. about I'm trying to think like the only movie that I watched in the 2000s that had lesbians in it um that was like actually kind of like a good movie it was of course the quintessential lesbian uh feel-good movie of the 2000s but I'm a cheerleader oh that was a 90s movie is it really I'm pretty sure it might be like late uh late 90s. It is. Yeah, it's 1999. Okay, yeah. It was the first time I'd ever seen lesbians in a movie. I kind of wish there had been more like campy gay movies because like this is like a good trend I'm seeing here with like but I'm a cheerleader which actually does have its serious moments. So I wouldn't really call it campy. And then like raising the stakes to go into Debs and now we just need something even more over the top and ridiculous. I guess we had Carmilla that um tv show the web the web series i didn't watch that i don't know what that is i didn't watch it either but it was basically like about uh, a lesbian vampire oh sounds fun <laughs> well that's kind of just debs there's not a lot to talk about with debs because there's not a lot of substance of debs yeah but i dec- i definitely recommend watching it if you are interested in that kind of stuff like which you really should be because it's we fun. just spoiled it for you and i'm sorry but <laughs> it's fun yeah wow we're we're we've, we've just breezed through this movie 
Yeah, there wasn't, you know, there's not a lot to say about it, which is nice sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because some movies were like, you can't say anything else about this movie because it sucks. But this movie is like, I have no complaints except for like a one throwaway line. There's like some really cute montages of scenes. Like there's one part in that one week getaway with the two of them. Amy gives Lucy diamond encrusted handcuffs. A plus. Yeah, which is like fantastic. And then later when Lucy like tries to get Amy back. Um, when a- once Amy gets caught, she like shoots the handcuffs into her room and says, I thought you were different. On an arrow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One part I really liked was like the messages that Janet was leaving Amy during the the week that she's gone, and she's just like, You need to come back. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell your mom because I'm really sorry about the last message I sent you, <laughs> but you really need to come back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also like one more thing I really liked about this movie was the soundtrack. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it had The District Sleeps Alone Tonight by the Pulsa Service. It had... Um, um, it had a song that I didn't recognize that Jordana Brewster lip-synced to. It was, Erasure, was it was Erasure's Respect. Terrible. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. And that scene, um, when they're lip-syncing, she and Scud are lip-syncing to it while there's a montage going on where, in order to try and get Amy back, Lucy's showing that she can be a good person by returning all of her stolen money. Yeah, A+. Plus. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I had a good time. Yeah. So actually, we've had a couple of different sudden death rounds um, the last few episodes. And actually, our next movie episode, we're going to have a guest on and we are going to be reviewing uh, Jimmy Neutron. Boy genius. Boy genius. (laughs) Yes. Boy howdy. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am looking forward to that one because if you didn't catch our mini-sode on the animation category, I recommend it because we went over the history. Jimmy Neutron was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. What have you done with your life, (laughs) Jadine? So the people that we are going to be reviewing with next week are Mike Knoll and Madison Jones of The Equalizers. Basically, they pitch sequel and prequel ideas for films that they think deserve one. It's pretty funny. It's pretty ridiculous. And I recommend checking them out. And you'll hear more about them when we record with them in our next episode. Yes. Yay. So there's a lot of crime in this movie we could talk about. Okay. um, I'd say uh, the crime that you guys need to do this week is steal a bunch of money, like way too much money, but then just give it all back. Yeah, because, you know, they don't, once you give it back, it's like take backsies. They don't actually get you for the crime at that point. Double Jeopardy. That's what Double Jeopardy is. (laughs) Uh, You can trust us. We have a podcast. I have a college degree. It's not in anything related to law, but I do have a lot of experience watching Forensic Files and Law & Order SVU. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Guess What You're Gonna Hate, on Twitter at Hate Podcast, and on our website, hatepodcast.com. If you have any suggestions, please tweet at us or email us at guesswhatyougonnahate at gmail.com. And that about does it. Please be sure to check out next movie sode where we review Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, because... Boy, howdy, that's a, that is, <laughs> that's a movie that we're going to watch. That's a movie. It's going to be real fun. So don't miss it. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye.